0: And hello, welcome to the Fasho Show. I'm Adam Hipsky, your host alongside Drew Pavon. Your yeah. first podcast coming to you today with multiple topics, kind of a, yes, a broad, a broad uh, uh, series. We've got we're gonna go over a little bit of Madden 20 coming out on Friday. We're gonna yeah. uh, we're gonna pose a question to you guys. Uh, we're gonna have an NBA relocation idea. If yes. the NBA was to relocate, where would they be relocating to? Le'Veon Bell interview. I'm sorry, Le'Veon Bell had a tweet on Twitter huh, that talked about his uh, his lockout last year and uh, what he's gonna be bringing this year. We'll discuss that. Anthony Davis. On a recent interview with ESPN, said an interesting quote. We'll talk about that. And to end our podcast today, best sports movies of all time. So I'm I'm ready to get into it, man. The pilot. It's
1: gonna be it's gonna be a fun podcast. It's gonna be a great episode. It's gonna
0: be a good one. It's I can't I cannot wait. You know we. Me and the boys uh, just finished up a great week at a sports broadcasting camp in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, really just sparked the idea to get a little podcast going. And, you know, uh, that idea just kind of took off. And here we are recording today uh, to send it out to you guys to listen. And uh, make sure to give our Twitter a follow at the Fasho Show One. Yes, sir. F A S H O. S H O W one on Twitter. Make sure to give us a follow there. So here we go, boys. Madden 20 comes out on Friday. On Friday.
1: On Friday. Well, actually, the pre-order came out today. So pre-order. If you pre-order it. Came yeah, out today.
0: Dally so, has that. As we're recording yes. this, which is Tuesday, July 30th, the pre-order edition has come out. We will go live with you on Thursday. So when you are listening to this, you will most likely either have the pre-ordered edition or you are waiting for the regular edition. Or it is after the regular edition has come out and you're about to march down to GameStop or march down to your Xbox or PlayStation and buy it through your Xbox or PlayStation. But here we are now talking about the cover athlete. Cover athlete, I believe, was Patrick Mahomes. Correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, the twenty Madden twenty. Yeah.
0: Which, uh, which kind of, which kind of gives us this question: Who do you think has been the best cover athlete of the decade? Hold on, let me let me say who was who has been the cover athletes. Two thousand ten, Troy Palomalu my favorite Safety for the Steelers, two thousand eleven. Drew Brees, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints.
1: Are you going from two thousand ten to on? Or are you going? We are of going all from two
0: thousand. We're going from two thousand ten on. We're not. Right. Best cover yep. athlete of the decade. Two thousand twelve. Okay. What kind of really really took off and uh, gave the Madden curse some uh, some evidence was uh, Peyton Hillis, running back for the Cleveland Browns. After he got that uh that Madden cover athlete, he uh, not sure he really did anything else else with his he, career. He,
2: he
1: kind of dropped off the face of the earth. He did drop. He off. was he was the definition of Madden cover
0: curse. Yeah. yeah, like if you ever like if someone tells you Madden cover curse, the first athlete you're gonna think of right there is Peyton Hillis. And then we swing it over to 2013, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, wide receiver of the Detroit Lions, retired a couple of years ago. 2014, Adrian Peterson, that was the, I believe that was the 25th year edition of Madden. That was. which Yes, Barry Sanders was also on the cover as well. Gave it the title, Madden 25, which kind of makes me interested in what they're going to do. When 2025 for, rolls around. Exactly. You know? I mean, <laughs> who knows? But um, 2015, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, Richard Sherman. Yep. 2016, Odell Beckham Jr., New York Giants, <laughs> now with the Cleveland Browns. And you know what? That kind of reminds me. I want to get your guys' thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Odell to Cleveland? Let's start with Drew.
1: Oh, well, you know, Hip, you know, thanks for reminding me that we just traded Odell. You know, in, in the beginning, it hurt, not going to lie, because you just traded away <laughs> the guy who you thought was your, future. You know, your superstar, you know, your future wideout. But, you know, there was more to it than on the field. You know, he's had his injuries in the uh, past couple of years. You know, they dra- uh, they drafted Saquon with the second pick. They really had this next, uh, next persona of they want to go run heavy. You know, they got uh, Zider, the guard from Cleveland, in that trade. You know, yep. they got all these new pieces that they're trying to surround around Saquon. Saquon's leading. I don't know if you guys heard the voice of uh, Saquon when he was mic'd up at training camp. But he he just – he sounds like an absolute leader, and I think that's what you want from a guy like that. So he can absolutely just dominate. Yes. He's got to be the leader. And I think the Giants made a decent decision there. It wasn't – I still think they got a lot more than the A-B trade. Yeah. Which was way better. Might be just the way the
0: Giants are heading in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: they still got a solid wide receiver core. I believe they got Corey Coleman. And Sterling Shepard. I know they're both hurt currently, well, but yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know if Coleman's gonna make it back, but Shepard will be making him back for the regular season, I believe.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be out uh the rest of August. Rest he's of August. So he'll even be good
0: yeah. for he'll even be good for uh, opening day. And
1: I'm not a huge fan. I think the preseason is a extremely dumb idea. Yeah. Just
0: completely unnecessary.
2: Uh, I, I just don't understand the point. I just
1: don't understand the point. Of preseason, you got guys tearing. You know Odell. I believe it was last year, two years ago, in that preseason game against Cleveland. He was, he was his ankle, that did not look good at all. He got knocked out. He was Uh crying. They had cameras all over him. That looked Mm -hmm. terrible. And that's just like one of the prime examples. There's guys tearing ACLs all the time, hurting themselves in the preseason for a game that doesn't even matter.
0: All right, Mikey, got Drew's opinion on the on the Giants. Leave the Browns. The Browns now have Jarvis Landry and Odell for next year.
2: Well, I would say that the Browns could potentially be a wild card team. Mm-hmm. They have Baker, Jarvis, Odell. They that that's the that's their like the Celtics had a big three. It was Rondo or Garnett and Pierce, or an Allen rather. And that's gonna be Carried over to football now with the Browns with Baker, Jarvis, and Odell. So in my opinion, they could be a, they could be a wild card or, or even they could take their division. Yeah, um, Browns. Do
0: have, Browns are in a decent division. They've got the Ravens, which are <laughs> a good team right now. Uh yeah. Lamar Jackson at the helm of that team. Uh, they have the Bengals, which probably are not a contender this year for the playoffs. They do not look. Uh, very threatening at all, and then the Steelers. Uh-huh. Obviously, they lose Antonio Brown, but they still have Juju there. They lose yes, Lady yeah, Bell, but they still have James well, Conner. Steelers Brown still left. Good.
2: Brown left because Juju was getting all the passes. Oh, Everyone sorry. kept doubling Brown. Maybe if Brown split the coverage and tried getting that's open why, more, he. That's why he, I
1: think Juju might not have the strongest season. Because he's gonna attract all the passes, and now yes. he's gonna get all the attention.
0: Mm-hmm. They still have got. And they, still, they still have a decent backfield. I mean, James Conner. James Conner's a great
1: guy. Yep.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Comes from a good. He has a good story behind his career. So uh, definitely plays with a chip on his shoulder. Good player. Uh, really stepped in when uh, when all the Le'Veon Bell uh, situation happened. But I think he really took his load uh, about as best as he could. So, that's that's what we got on the Odell. Now that was the 2016 Madden cover. 2017 was Rob Gronkowski, just now retired in the off season. Uh, there was lots of, lots of controversy whether uh, it was his head injury or whether he was just done playing, just didn't love it anymore. He was the 2017 Madden cover athlete. 2018 was Tom Brady. 2019 was Antonio Brown. <laughs> Who is now with the Oakland Raiders, and then the Man Twenty Cover Athlete Patrick Mahomes, which brings us to our question: Best Cover Athlete of the Decade. I'm gonna go over the list one more time: Troy Polamalu, Drew Brees, Peyton Hillis, Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Richard Sherman, Odell Beckham Jr., Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, and Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think was the most dominant athlete? I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Drew on this one.
1: You know, that's a very talented list because, you know, the curse have has really been irrelevant in the uh, last couple of years, you know, really affected more of the uh, teams of the players, uh-huh. especially, but my favorite cover athlete had to be Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. The year he got on the cover, he had 1,600 receiving yards, I think 16 touchdowns. But then the following year, he had 122 catches, 1,900 yards, breaking Jerry Rice's NFL record. But... Here's the curse part. I believe the Lions went 5-11 or 4-12. They had a terrible season. And Calvin Johnson, with 1,900 yards, only had five touchdowns. 11 touchdowns, not even close. 11 touchdowns less than his uh, last season. That just seems like a really interesting stat to me.
0: The Lions also obviously now now aren't the best, uh, isn't it? Isn't the franchise in best shape right now? Haven't made the playoffs in uh, quite some time. And uh, definitely when they have made the playoffs, definitely never seem to make it right. Yeah, the run they, went, they went 4-12 and
1: 12 that year. They just yeah they finished the season on an eight-game loss streak. That was just – they were just struggling there.
0: Mikey, best cover athlete of the decade for Madden. and we are back here with the for show show sorry tough technical difficulties went went through right there but we're back we're back yep. Yep. drew mikey are we there
2: yep we're here yep we're right, right. here
0: good all right good i'll send it over to mikey mikey best cover athlete of the decade and why
2: so i'm going to say um troy palmalo honestly uh-huh.
0: interesting interesting
2: personally personally my favorite uh my favorite player. Um Madden Madden ten was a it, it was an okay game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um it, it featured two cover athlete, athletes uh, athletes. yeah, and Fitzgerald, who they, they played against each other in the Super Bowl. Um they they both had
1: very different results. They both had an excellent, excellent both of their seasons were excellent. Yeah. But Palomalu did not produce the yes. same numbers after Paul, that. He Paul, Paul
2: played. He played. He played nine games that season. Twenty tackles, three interceptions, with seven passes defended. While well, um, Fitzgerald played sixteen games with ninety-seven catches, one thousand about one thousand one hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, uh, and he was a Pro Bowler. So I feel like these two cover athletes were very good. I feel like. Uh, Paul Amalu didn't produce as much as he was supposed to, just like Drew said, but Fitzgerald came through in the clutch and and the Madden curse, I feel
0: like, didn't exist that year. Good, good answer, good answer, good answer. That takes us from our Madden 20 cover athlete question. Madden, like I said, pre-order edition comes out today as we're recording this July 30th. Regular edition will come out Friday, I believe, August 2nd. So, depending on when you're listening to this, most likely there is a way that you will be able to either get Madden today or get Madden tomorrow. Or yep. Madden is already out. Our next question. Our next question. NBA relocation. As you know, the team is currently at a 30-team a thirty team league. Uh, yep. 16 teams make the playoff, 14-team lottery. If there was an NBA relocation, not only – if they added a team like the NHL did with Vegas or if they just took a team and switched it and relocated them to another team that kept the same owner and kept the same franchise. What do you guys think would be the best location for an NBA relocation right now? We started the last question off with Drew. Here we go to Mikey. Mikey, what are your thoughts?
2: So I was thinking, I was thinking two cities, two big market cities. Seattle has had a team before the Supersonics. Great, mm-hmm. great organization. We're successful.
0: We're successful
2: there. They, they, they were successful. They they uh, drafted uh, Durant and Allen. So mm-hmm. I was.
1: They won. Was they won a championship there too.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. they won a championship there. They relocated to Oklahoma City, and and, and they're doing and they're doing great. They, that that organization's doing great. They nothing ball. nothing
0: against Oklahoma City. It's just nothing. Great Seattle city is a basketball. Seattle loves their basketball.
2: Yes, and I'm telling you, all their fans miss it. But another city with a with a ginormous market that can go anywhere is Vegas. Everyone's been everyone has been anticipating a Vegas expansion team for or relocation for quite some time now.
0: And you see, and you see sports going in a Vegas direction. NHL gets a Vegas team. The yep. WNBA takes a Vegas team. I NHL is about
1: to take a Vegas team. What'd you say? The NHL is going to take a NHL, NHL, NHL have
0: a team. Vegas team. Yeah. NFL. Aren't the Raiders yeah. moving to Vegas?
2: Exactly. Yep. Oh, right. The Raiders are moving to Vegas, right? Yeah. So
0: NBA, NBA and the MLB, which I could not see MLB going to Vegas. Anytime soon. I, I,
2: I, I couldn't either because but it's Vegas is so unique. They want a sport. They want a sports city. Yeah, it's more – it's more of the
1: whole gambling situation. Yes. The gambling is sports. Think... all the leagues really, really don't want it, but it's kind of a new trend now where you can gamble from anywhere on your phone. Yes. So people really – the NFL, all these big organizations, see, it. okay, so we're just going to develop, push them in now. And, Mikey, you mentioned Seattle as one of the yeah. big locations for expansion team. I 100% agree with you. That fan base is dying for a basketball team. And the NHL and Hipsy, you corrected me earlier. I kept saying Las Vegas. I meant Seattle. The NHL is looking to put a, a hockey team in Seattle yeah. that they would have to build a new arena for, but also, you know what they could put in that arena? A basketball team. A
2: basketball yeah. team, and they, and they could split it like the Celtics do with the Bruins. It's just a like Madison TD Garden. Square
1: Garden, exactly. Mad- yeah, Square put Garden. This big arena there, attract people, and and I want to bring up a little low key low-key one and some people might not agree with me kansas city missouri
0: Uh uh-huh
1: that's an interesting one they are one of the bigger large markets without a team you know they have a arena the sprint center that was made in 2010 2011 which really hosts big 12 and i believe it hosted the ncaa tournament uh, a couple years ago but the you know there could be a drawback with the other sports it really connects with, and you know the yep. Royals, the Chiefs. You know they're pr- really into their Kansas uh, basketball and football there, but still, I feel like a team would fit in really nice there in Missouri.
2: I completely agree with that. They're one of the they're one of the biggest markets for uh, sports.
1: It also another. I just want to pull. Up, this is on my.
0: And we are back. We were talking about the uh, the NBA relocation, Drew. You were discussing Kansas City. Why Kansas City?
1: So, like I said before, Kansas City is a very big market that doesn't really have a sports team. You know, they they're very into their football. The Chiefs are one of the top teams in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Everybody's into sports there. They do. So they do right now would be they, yeah. It would be it would be ideal for them. To move to Kansas City in the next few years while everybody 's into sports, maybe a team like Sacramento, maybe who were on the brink of leaving California, maybe a yep. Minnesota team, you know, maybe uh-huh. the Grizzlies you I... know one of those teams that could possibly move and start a whole new future, but I want to bring up a real dark horse city and that 's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you Ooh. Know, like Kansas City they all they had a, a, a relatively uh, new Shiny Arena in the uh Console Energy Center. It was uh it was rumored that the Pistons were actually going to move to Pittsburgh back in 2011 and Pittsburgh was one of the cities mentioned by you know those big agents the and David Stern also mentioned that they were a possible city. Pittsburgh has some of the best fans in the nation, you know, a basketball tradition with Pitt and if the NBA wants to put another team in the Northeast or East eastern midwest pittsburgh seems like the best bet yes the one drawback is the size of pittsburgh market it's really a sports town the market is in a decline and the pittsburgh would be the smallest market for all big four teams but in an era with one team markets don't seem to be where it's at a fourth pittsburgh team might be the way to go for the nba
0: also, back to what you were saying about Kansas City. You talked about the Pittsburgh and their new shiny arena. Kansas City, I mean, it's not as new, but it opened in 2007. The Sprint Center that hosts the Big 12 men's basketball tournament every year also has done the 2017 NCAA Sweet 16 there, hosted a 2019 regional there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the Sprint Center is a it has a good facility. Whole it holds. 18,000 for a basketball game. Now that's it's a big market there. Basketball yep, yeah. is definitely a common a common interest in the Kansas City people. Could Kansas City, they have an arena, they have a place. Vegas has T-Mobile Arena. You know, a lot of these relocation it's not it's not the arena that's the issue. It's the market there. And that's true. and it's the money to get their team out of where they're at and to get them to a new place. I think I think Kansas City would be a great idea. I think Pittsburgh's a solid idea. I don't think the market there is even nearly as strong as what it'd be in Kansas City. But St. Louis, St. Louis is also in Missouri. That's another one. I mean, they have the Cardinals. They have the Blues. Maybe they're not a basketball town. Mikey, what do you think about St. Louis?
2: Well, I feel like St. Louis is um, – they, they love their – I'll tell you what, they love their baseball and hockey. Mm-hmm. And they want – I feel like they w- they wouldn't mind a basketball team – but I also feel like the fans wouldn't be too into it. I, into it. They had the Rams, the Ram, the 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 St. Louis Rams were but no offense thing. to St. Louis, they weren't
1: but, they weren't winning. That was their yeah. problem. They yeah. weren't winning, and then people and lost like, attention yes, to it.
2: They they lost the fans, the fans in St. Louis and all over the country who were fans of the Rams. They lost touch. They didn't mm-hmm. want to. They didn't want to see their team keep losing. So I feel like it's not for some places if there's a relocation and there's all this stuff going on and they lose, they're just going to have to relocate to another city. So take one of the most, one of the the worst teams in basketball right now, the, uh, the Grizzlies, not one of the worst, but, but they don't, they they don't win a whole lot. Um, you, you also need a team
1: with, you need another team with like not a lot of history. Like a team could be terrible right now, but, they don't – you can't have a team with history. You can't have a team that's yes. won championships before. You can't have right. a team that
0: has, that has a city. certain touch Oklahoma city. city is one that comes to mind. Oklahoma City, they've been to a finals, but they have not won. You know, they, they're a new Seattle team. Won, but are, Seattle won, Seattle yeah, but it won, was like 40 Thunder years not. since
1: Seattle won when, yep. when they moved.
0: It, it'd be interesting if we saw an OKC back to Seattle move. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a lot there's a, a lot of what ifs that go into this. Well, OKC the
1: was moved because know. the owner who bought out the team was an oil was an oil guy, and he wanted to be closer to the team, so we moved the team out to him in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. All right, we're going to take a minor break. Uh, We just covered the Madden cover athlete, best cover athlete of the decade, and the NBA relocation idea. When we come back, Anthony Davis, in a recent interview with ESPN, he said he will keep keep chasing an NBA title until he succeeds at it. Was this quote meant as a ring-chasing-only quote or just stating that he wants to win a title before his career is over? On our way back, We will discuss this. For the Fusho Show, I'm Adam Hipsky alongside Drew Pavon and Mikey Hayden. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Fusho Show. I'm Adam Hipsky back with Drew Pavon and Mikey Hayden. up next on the schedule for today, Anthony Davis, in a recent interview with ESPN, dropped a quote saying he was going to keep chasing an NBA title until he succeeds at it. Now, that kind of sounds like he's ring-chasing, that he only is going to keep chasing an NBA title until he succeeds at it. Does that mean once he gets an NBA title, will he go to his retirement spot where he will be living the rest of his life? Possibly could be L.A. As you say, that's kind of what we think LeBron's doing. LeBron seems to be going to L.A. because that's where the entertainment industry is. So my question here is was this quote met as a ring-chasing-only quote or just stating he wants to win a title before his career is over, which, which is pretty much the goal of all NBA players, is to win a championship. What what do you think this quote sounds like to you guys? I'm going to start with Drew. You
1: know, it really sounds like that Davis has kind of said, you know, I was I was in New Orleans for a long time. Yep. I don't want to be in that situation again where I'm stuck on a losing team going nowhere. He wants to go – he wants to go out, win a championship, and I think he's in the right situation right now in L.A. I think if he re-signs the next two to three years, I think possibly a championship in L.A. will be definite.
0: Yeah, possibly. Mikey, what are your
2: thoughts? Um, I'm actually thinking that if he – he can go anywhere. He can mm-hmm. go anywhere and chase a ring. Mm-hmm. But he wants to go with LeBron and, and get a ring with
0: him.
1: I think that was his best situation. He's got
0: a good team in LA. Like, scrap LeBron. Yes, he's, gotta, but it's, he's got a lot of role players there that are going to help him out.
2: It's obvious that he's ring chasing. Yeah. Even if he doesn't win a, uh, a chip or, or, or a ring, rather, he'll go down as one of the best players to not win a ring. Like look at the like look at his. But that, stats. Is,
1: that is every guy's goal is yeah. to get get a championship.
2: Yes, but say he doesn't, he'll go down as one of the best players to never get a ring.
0: My question is, Mikey, you kind of you you said that you think he's just a ring chaser,
2: correct? He's a clout chaser, not only a ring
1: chaser. Whoa, dropping the clout. So big accusation. That. That's a big accusation. Uh, uh, accusations, and then I'm going Mikey. The
0: drill. The drill. Yes. As we both said, all NBA players' goal is to win an NBA championship, which which makes sense because Anthony Davis said he's going to keep chasing an NBA title. But the part I have a little trouble uh, interpreting is until I succeed at it. Now, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? Until you succeed at it, does that mean once you get a championship, you're done? He's still fairly young. I believe he's under, he's under 30.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. You know so. he was the first pick straight at Kentucky, and I think he just wants to win. Like I said before, he wants to win. He doesn't want to sit around, waste his best his prime years on a team that's not going to put up a, even a playoff chance. Uh-huh. He want that's why he sat out most of the season. He wanted to go to LA, the best team that's going to give him contention. I think this is the best team that LeBron has seen since you know, he beat Miami, you know, this is, since he was on Miami, sorry, he was, I think Anthony Davis should stay where he is right now, LA's a perfect spot for him, it has got a great market, he could build off his business, I'm not too sure if he's joining LeBron in Space Jam too, but you know, that'd be something great to see down the line, but I think if he wins, he's going to go to a place where he's going to want to put his, he wants to have kids, he's going to want to Live his life.
0: That's mm-hmm. I think L A is that place for him. Okay, Drew. Back to, you were saying that you think this might be LeBron's best team since he was on Miami with Bosh and Wade. Yeah, I have this question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Wade Bosh and LeBron trio was better than the trio in the Cavs that 2016 team where they went head to head with the Warriors with Kyrie and Kevin Love? Do you? Th- I in my personal opinion, I think that Cavs team with Kyrie and Kevin Love was a lot better. Now, could the Heat team be just as good? Yes. Ray Allen, great shooter on that team. They had both are good teams. And LA, this year's LA team has so many solid role players. And you see what Kawhi did in Toronto with a bunch of role players. I'm talking Siakam. Yeah. Siakam mm-hmm. and Fred Van Fleet. I mean Marcus Saul, that's how they got the job done. Lakers, I think
1: you're a hundred percent correct.
0: The Lakers. That's could when I, as I said year. it, mm-hmm. Lakers could do this this year. But my question is, that Heat team with Bosch and Wade, or Cavs team with Irving and Love, and just I just want to hear your opinion on why you think the Heat was yeah. a better team.
1: And as I said it, it it really posed the question in my head. Oh, maybe that 2016 Cavs team is better. Than the La- uh, than mm-hmm. this Lakers team right now, because yep. you know Kyrie was, I believe at the, I I think that was his the prime of his career was that twenty sixteen season, but LeBron was on the tail end. I you gotta really look at it as LeBron was in his prime, MVP seasons, mm-hmm. back on that Heat team. You know I think that Heat team, I think D Wade could lock up Kyrie personally. I don't. I think Bosh is way better than Kevin Love was.
0: You know K- Justin K-
1: Thompson was a whole different, you know, Tristan Thompson was a better rebounder than, like, Udonis Haslam. Mm -hmm. You know, you're right. I think matched up head-to-head on paper, I think it's fairly equal. You know, both teams had their fair share of role players. Mm -hmm. But I think Ray Allen, you know, that's But I said it because I really didn't think it was even worth it. I think this Lakers team, I don't think is better than the Heat team, but I think they could fairly match up against that Heat team
0: that LeBron had. The other thing is, if you really think about it, I mean, that, that he and Cavs team very similar. I mean, Trish Thompson and Chris Bosh. Obviously, Bosh was a better player. He was an all-star. Yep, but maybe. both rebounding bigs. And then you go – and then you look at LeBron, same player. Uh, Wade and Irving, both guys kind of ran the backcourt back court with LeBron. Even though LeBron's bigger, he still runs that, uh, that guard. And then, and then you have on both teams on – the Heat team, they had Ray Allen and on the Cavs team they had Kyle Corger. I just think it's interesting how they both both have both those teams with LeBron have just straight sharpshooters, you know?
1: Yeah, they had a similar touch of all athletes on the bench that on the starting lineup. They all had separation where they put enough work in for themselves. You know, that's what we were debating about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what we have for Anthony Davis. Kind of interesting quote. Uh, thought it might be worth a little worth a little discussion about Anthony Davis going to LA this year to team up with LeBron. Up next, Le'Veon Bell tweets out, and I quote: "Here we go. This is long overdue, but I want to take a moment to apologize to all the fantasy owners who picked me last year. I'm sorry I couldn't pull through for y'all, but trust me, this year's about to be way different." I'm bringing the trophy emoji this year. Would you pick – and here's my question. Would you pick Le'Veon Bell if he's the best player on the fantasy draft board? Even with the situation from last year, there's a lot of baggage. He goes to he goes to New York, play with the Jets, new team. Obviously very talented. Very, very, very yeah. talented. Just do you think that he's really worth it?
1: Uh do I think he's worth a first round pick in fantasy football? Yes. No. 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 I this Jets team is a bit different. There's a reason why Bell got so underpaid from what he did. Nobody lied. I really don't think he'll do that well. This is a guy that hasn't been healthy, has had problems every since he stepped into the league out of Michigan State. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he smoked weed. He he had his trouble there and there you know, his torn ACL, he has knee problems, he had neck problems, you know, all these, uh, the list goes on and on. I do, I think he'll do well enough. In fantasy, honestly, you could draft him in the second round. If you're in a smart league, second round, maybe even third, depends
0: how good of a league you're in. Uh huh. So we do have, I'm going to talk about this for a little bit. We've got an SBC, which stands for Sports Broadcasting Camp, what me, Mikey, and Drew just recently wrapped up. We have a Big league, I believe 16 teams, 16, yeah, 16. guys yeah. uh, from camp. Le'Veon Bell, I, I, in my personal opinion, think he's a top 16 player. Now, Oh, top go, six. It matters how many back. players you have. You you're say? talking,
1: it matters how many players you have. You know, if you're thinking a 10-person league, yeah, Le'Veon's definitely a second-rounder. But 16-person league, you, you're looking at him at 14, maybe even 16.
0: Drew, let me ask you this. Where do you see him going? What, what what, overall? It doesn't matter what league. Could be 18, could be 16. What overall range do you think Le'Veon Bell should go?
1: Be Honestly, probably uh, pick 14, pick 15, 16. You, know? you put it right on the money. 16-team league, he's right there. Yeah. I think he should be – I don't think he's worth a first-round pick. I don't think – but if you're in a big league – with 16, 18 people, a guy he's really that late pick, pick that you want to yeah. grab. Yeah, yeah. You gotta roll the and dice, like on you him. just I mean, said. He, you gotta roll a dice. He's a uh-huh. toss up.
0: Uh huh. You know the it's Jets team—they're always questionable. It's a huge risk or reward pickup. I mean, Le'Veon, as you know, produced big numbers in Pittsburgh. There was a reason why he was one of the top five—I'd say even top three—players in fantasy last year. I mean, everyone and I'm sure I'm positive that there were at least probably 10% of leagues that he was picked number one in. I mean, mm-hmm. he was huge in Oh, more in. than 10%, I think. Yeah. yeah he at went in 25%. a lot of leagues. Just in the
1: top three, I think he probably went in at least 85%. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a reason for that. He's a talented football player, and it did not pay off last year. It obviously mm-hmm. did not pay off. That he he's a very play. good he's a very good football player, but he made a stupid decision of not playing. He's back this year. He's back with a whole different team. He obviously signed there for a reason. There's a reason yep. why he went to New York. So, Mikey, I'm gonna ask you this. Yeah. Would you pick Le'Veon Bell if he's the best player on the board? And if you would, what what range do you think you would take him in?
2: If he was one of the best players on the board, and where would I take him? What, pick? what
0: range? What range say you'd would have the have eighth
1: pick in the? How? Let's say you'd have the eighth pick in the, in a ten person league. Would you pick Le'Veon Bell? No, no, no. Not as my starting running back. You know, I mean, and you, in that situation, you got to get that's the person that has to be scoring you at least twenty to more points
0: every but, game. He's got to be that guy you have know. to depend on.
2: But we mm-hmm. don't know what he's exactly. going to do on the Jets yet. That's the thing. That's why I wouldn't pick him.
0: A lot of yes, questions. Yeah, exactly. He's a great running and back. He's
2: a, he's a great running back overall. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's a great running back. He has oh, yeah. agility. He He's elusive. But we don't know what he's going to be able to do for the Jets. There's a running on winning games, losing games, points is. per game. Yes.
0: Uh, great, great running Bell. back, though. I. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. One of the the Jets have so many question marks The Jets obviously not even close to a playoff team last year. You know, there's a lot of question marks there. I mean, that's another reason why, why you like might not want to pick him is because I mean, literally last year, I mean, they struggled, they struggled big time. I mean, four and 12, not even close, (laughs) not even close to the playoffs and, and their offensive line. Question marks there. I mean, Pittsburgh had a solid team. Pittsburgh had a good had a good pass run balance, where uh, you know you you knew they they weren't all running. you knew they weren't going to the run. Uh, you know, three downs. You know, first, second, mm-hmm. and third down. But the Jets, they might have to go. They might have to go heavy run, heavy run, and uh, give Levy on the ball, which might lead to injuries. Which is what Drew was saying earlier. Is that first-round pick, you need a guy that's consistent and a guy that can get you points every week, get a touchdown every week, try and get 100 yards every week. Le'Veon, that's such a risk. It's a high-risk, high-reward type yep. play if you go with him because the risk is the Jets suck. The Jets sucked last year. And, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell is a great player. It's a great. He's a great player, and there's a reason – why he's so talented and why he got paid the big bucks he did is because he's so good. But the Jets have so many question marks. And if the offensive line does end up making zero improvement, then Le'Veon's, I mean, going to get hurt, you know, week yeah. four, week four, his consistency is going to drop because he's going to be out for six weeks due to a shoulder injury, you know, which is, which is highly, highly risk. It's very risky. And it's a play that I, I don't think I can make, you know, yeah. Uh, if there's if there's a top if it's a top 16 league, and you're sitting there with the 15th draft pick, and a lot of a lot of your guys on your draft board are gone, and Le'Veon's sitting there, do you take him?
1: I don't I, know. I think so. I think so. I, if you're in that situation where a lot of your guys are off the board, I think you got to take whoever's left. I
0: mean, your yep. first two picks are so vital to your team's success. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and it could honestly it could just go down the drain. I mean, your whole team's success. Could go down by you tanking a first round pick, you know, mm-hmm. getting Le'Veon Bell, who let's say, week four goes down with a injury, doesn't come back for the rest of the season, you know, there you are. I mean, the Jets are not good. The Jets do not have a good team. The Jets it's are one. very injury prone. Uh-huh. I I
1: think they're a six and ten team with their improvements, uh-huh. maybe eight and eight if everybody's healthy. But
0: but what are if... the chances that you think that their star player right now? Uh, Le'Veon Bell could stay healthy
1: the whole season. I think he chant like percent wise, you just I don't I don't think there's a very good chance. I don't think I think there. I think he plays at most fourteen games. Yep. See, and that's just because he hasn't played football in so long?
0: See that's just hard that's just hard for me to buy into as a fantasy player. How it doesn't, how can you buy into this guy who supposedly we all think we'll play 14 games this year.
2: I mean, and it doesn't matter if you're training in the off season; you you still haven't played the actual game, in, in almost a year.
1: I mean, so what are you doing? Like, what are you different doing different right now? Yeah, throwing exactly.
0: a bye week in there as well. And he I mean, doesn't look that weeks. in shape. That's three either. weeks that you're with. He's
1: looking like Eddie Lacy. That's what uh-huh. he's looking like—a whole fridge.
0: Yeah, <laughs> three weeks. Okay, we count in the bye weeks. We say he plays 14 games. That's three weeks that your number one overall pick. I'm I'm thinking he's out two weeks due to injury minimum. I mean, he's got he has so many issues from the from previous years, and now going to New York. I just don't see how he can stay healthy.
2: If him and Sam Darnold perform up to par,
0: and Sam Sam Darnold was a
2: top draft pick. Uh Uh-huh. He he was he was a top NFL draft pick. Mm -hmm. So I think if they both perform up to par with Sam Darnold. We know he can, but he has small hands.
0: <laughs> I that, don't. That,
2: that's what low, That's what. That's what coaches didn't like about him. That's why I didn't take him. But um, if they both perform up to par, they they could they could go eight and eight. Max maximum. They're gonna go eight and eight. I if Le'Veon and yeah. Sam
1: both perform up to par. I just yeah, I could, I could. I could agree ahead. with that.
0: All right, we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back. We'll discuss our question of the day best sports movies of all time. We'll be right back for the Fasho show. See you later. And welcome back to the Fasho show. I'm your host, Adam Hipsky, alongside Drew Pavon and Mikey Hayden. So far, we've had a fairly successful uh, inaugural episode. Yes, sir. So we're going to wrap it up today with our best sports movie of all time. Question of the day sent in from our SBC group chat. Best sports movie of all time. I'm going to open this up. I will also be giving my opinion on this one. So I'm going to open it up with Drew. Drew, favorite sports movie of all time.
1: All right. So this one's a bit of a dark dark horse. Not a lot of people are going to know this. There was a 2000 movie that came out. A star-studded cast. Uh, it's called Any Given Sunday. It's a football movie. Love that movie. Love yes. it. Yeah. It's based in uh, early 2000s, you know, a – I'd say a knockoff league of the NFL competing with the NFL and this team, the Miami Sharks. And, you know, you have a star stud cast of Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, LL Cool J, Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor. You know, they were all football players. Jamie Foxx, Willie Beeman, you know – uh, you, he's the starting quarterback, the third stringer, has to step up and try to lead this Miami team to a, a Super Bowl with Al Pacino, the head coach, you know, at the end of his career. But it, it really just hit home. It's a long movie, too. It's like almost three hours, but still yep. one of my favorite movies. It's one of top – number one, definitely. There's a couple other ones that really reach my top three, but this one, 100% my favorite. Love it! Love the movie. Love the actors. Love the actual football going on. I feel like it's more realistic than anything mm-hmm. back in that time. And I think it's just a great movie.
0: Mikey, favorite sports movie and why? Well, I I, I have I have two.
2: Um, first, um, The Blind Side.
1: Mm-hmm. Great movie. True story. True movie. story
2: about Michael Orr, um, starring Sandra Bullock and my favorite singer, uh, country singer Tim McGraw um both they they both played great characters um what i what i liked about this movie is the fact that it portrayed michael orr's childhood and his struggles and his controversy with that whole old miss situation so well yeah it did it really did it showed that Anyone can do anything. That 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 that's my that's my uh, that's my take on it.
1: No matter my where second you come favorite. From. Yeah, it no really matter pro- where you come from, it really portrayed his story of like from poverty to the NFL. You know, it, it really yeah. gives kids hope. And I feel like I've seen more and more stories now since his book and movie came out about people taking and kids who are on the streets mm-hmm. and now and some of them actually becoming great athletes. You know, yeah, it's. It's become a, quite the trend.
0: Uh All right. Your other movie. Yeah. Uh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball.
1: <laughs> Legendary.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Drew, are yes. we going to count this as a sports movie?
1: Of course. Dodgeball is a sport. Come on. You played in gym class. <laughs> of course.
0: All right. Okay. So Dodgeball. Right. Vince right. Vaughn, me. Ben
2: Stiller. Okay. Uh, great, great comedic. Movie.
1: Great comedic cast. Yes, it, it, I I loved it. First it was a comedy, I but I I would count it as a I definitely count it as a sports movie. Oh okay. yeah, All right, I'm Counting um,
2: it, it it literally shows underdogs, Mm-hmm. legitimate underdogs. The average Joe's versus the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. It, I just thought I just thought it was a funny movie. I thought it showed. What being an underdog can do in getting your getting your spirits up and playing for someone you love, like they played for Pascual Hulahan, they all loved them. Great coach. So yeah, I mean, I just thought it was a great movie overall. And right.
1: Hipsky, I have a question. I really want to
0: hear what your favorite movie is. And that's absolutely <laughs> you know, true. You know, Drew. I was just about to get to that. You know, I mean, there are so many classics. I mean, right, right movies that come to my mind. Sandlot, obviously an all time classic. Oh, definite. Top yeah. five of all time. Definitely. Another one Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan. As you know, Space Jam 2 coming out here in the next year or two with LeBron James. Obviously, I can't wait to watch Space Jam because that was going to be my pick. And then I remembered one of my favorite movies, and it's got a little bit of everything. It's got competition. It's got sports. It has a little bit of life. Uh, it has a little bit of reality into it. Has ha- you get some laughs? You get good competition. You get good. Uh, you get reality, and that's the Mighty Ducks. I don't know if you guys have seen. Yes, that love the great. Yes. That's a very underrated movie. The Mikey, people people Mighty hate Ducks. on it because how how.
1: It kind of is for little kids because, you know, uh-huh. made for Disney. But yeah. I feel like everybody can enjoy it. You know, they made multiple movies, and it all the movies were great.
0: Three movies, a series of three. Uh, Mighty Ducks 1, obviously, they start off as the peewee hockey team. Very, very underrated. You Not underrated, I guess. What they was it, really... District 5,
2: right? District, District 5, yes. District 5, yes. yeah. With their, uh, they were a with terrible team. They were and, so yeah, they bad. Were...
0: Oh, God. They come, and then they end up getting uh, – what was his name? Adam Banks, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah, they turn it around. They t- they turn it around and uh, go and win uh, whatever their uh, they beat. I believe they beat the Hawks. And uh, it's like the youth.
1: It's like the youth Minnesota State Championship.
0: Yeah, and then, that's what it is. Yeah, oh yeah, and then you go to the Mighty Ducks D two, which was when they turn into uh, when they turn into the USA. The USA. Team. Which, which that one's so cool. That one, I, I love that because they were I really didn't know it was my favorite one of the series. Days.
1: Yeah, mine too. Uh, but I also thought it was kind of weird too, if you think about it, from this team was just so trash. Uh-huh. You know, they get one yeah. good player. They win their state championship, which is a miracle. Team, half the trash players are on Team USA now.
2: Yeah. Well, I would think –
0: I would think it's mostly teamwork that made them better, not just Adam Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam oh, Banks yeah, a big but part. Still, but still, I mean, Bombay, Coach Bombay really got them to rally. And that all they needed was that little spark from Banks, the really yeah. talented kid. And then they come from behind when no one, no one's really thinking about this District 5 team. And now Bombay brings them together, and then they go win all the classic sports. I mean – Yep. It's what happens in every sports movie, you know. It always uh, starts out teams low, teams uh you never see you never see a sports movie where they start out winning the championship and they end with them going, you know, 3 and 12. I mean, you never see that. No. But that's what Because that's not good television. So mm-hmm.
1: That's not good.
0: No. I mean, you don't want to see you don't want to see an ending that's literally just them losing, you know. You don't want yeah. to you want to see you want to see this team that has struggled and they've rallied together and then they go and they win a championship. I mean, that's what makes sports movies so great, is just the satisfaction you, of watching yeah. them win it all at the end.
1: And, Hip, you talk about teams that are at a low point and then at the end of the movie are at a great high. And I, you know, I'm going to my second favorite movie of all time. I don't know if you all seen it, Draft Day.
0: Draft I have seen. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Yes. That is a very good movie. Um, Invincible is another good one. Yes. That, that one. Rudy. Can't forget Rudy. Rudy. That's right. So many
0: good underdog Rocky. sports movies. Rocky. Yep. So many. And, you know, I think that was a terrific way to end our first inaugural podcast, boys. It was It was a fun that, it episode. It was very good. It was very good. I had a lot of fun uh discussing all a variety of topics with you guys so uh you know if you're watching this uh or listening i should say if you're listening to this make sure to tune in next thursday that would be i believe thursday august 8th and uh you know i uh we we should be going live at about 12 eastern standard time so uh it was great it was great uh having some two terrific co-hosts with me and uh It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: It's always fun.
0: Yeah, that's true. Always fun talking to you guys. All right. Final sign-offs here from the Fasho Show. I'm Adam Hipsky with Mikey Hayden and Drew Pavon. We'll see you next week.